Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at LakersBall.com. That's Ox1947 roams the halls of LakersBall.com, and they're not happy, and we're not either. And you can find out why at LakersBall.com. Plus, also, if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical today, Go ahead and get it transformed at Simblades. If you're in the Southern California area, Simblades with a Y.com. Plus also as well, our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And of course, Laker Tom, who was there at our live watch party at Lakers Fast Break. Of course, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and check out all the games with us right there for you. Sign up free today at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. You can see Laker Tom, Joe, Nick Molina, Sean Grice. We're all there. and We're all having a great time normally, but not tonight. But you can go ahead and join us anyways at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Our good friends of Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And again, please, if you can, like, share, and subscribe. We are at 500 subscribers and we need more. So go ahead, if you can, please subscribe today. Like those videos. Go ahead and share the word that the Lakers Fast Break is out there. If you subscribe, you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. So you can go ahead and check us out right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, we're going to go ahead and tell you that we will be back on Sunday. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. So go ahead and join us there. And also catch our good friend Stone Hansen. He is part of just three awesome guys that cover the NBA draft like no other. Go ahead and check out what they're doing at the Upside Swings podcast. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. (sighs) What do I always say? The Lakers this season just can't stand prosperity. 
in a game with the Lakers coming back home, playing a mediocre Minnesota Timberwolves. Everything was set on the table very nicely, just like bacon and eggs on a Magic Man in the Morning show. It was actually all set up for the Lakers. All these teams in front of them were having bad days. The New Orleans Pelicans lost. The Los Angeles Clippers lost. The Utah Jazz lost. So today was a prime opportunity with a win against Minnesota to go ahead and move into the play-in standings for the first time this year. And as I said before, the Lakers just can't stand prosperity. They held it tight in the first half, even a little kind of shaky at times to, to only be down at one and a half. But it was the third quarter that they came out listless. They found no answer for the offense that was more clean and pure as far as the, the pick and rolls, the, the movement that was made on the Minnesota side. The Lakers just had no answer. It seemed more ISO dependent and also just no ball movement at all on the Lakers side. And the Lakers in that third quarter got outscored and outscored heavily. And again, another bad third quarter for the Lakers as they get outscored 27 to 21. And the Lakers had to go ahead and come back strong. And they cut it down to three in the fourth quarter with a mad charge late, as we've heard before, as we've seen before, but again, the Lakers just can't stand prosperity as they fall to 30 and 34 with a 110 to 102 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, keeping them in 11th place in the Western Conference. And here today to talk about today's game, two great guys indeed. I'm hoping Jamie Sweet, Yami Swoot, will also join us as well. It is first off, first man here. Good man indeed. He was very frustrated as Joe Sorrow only is on as Ox1947 at LakersBalls.com, but also as well, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Joe is here in the house, ready to go ahead and share his thoughts. Joe, as you and I talked about during our playback live watch party, it was just very, very disappointing to see a grand opportunity slip right through their fingers yeah the lakers played a good game like i'm clean shaven right now uh this was a (laughs) this was about as lackluster a 48 minute game that you can watch but we've been watching it all year uh they started playing with some heart when they were down double digits late in the game seen it all season like that we call it the fake comeback right horseshoes Fake comeback, they'll take it down to two or three or four, and then they'll allow a three-point shot and pretty much garbage disposal themselves from there. And Isaiah, let me just give a shout-out to Isaiah in the chat. Thank you so much for being here and watching, but when you're 33 and 32, that is mediocre. Sorry. Well, I did – we're trying – if you're comparing it to the Lakers, yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves are – a good team because they've won what five of six now against us beating us at home with a couple days rest on top of that. Joe, they're one game above 500 for this. I'm season. not talking about, I'm not talking about relative to, to common sense. I'm talking about relative to the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers suck ass. Okay. Not because people are injured or LeBron is out or whatever. Watch the games. I know what I watch. We know what we're watching. 
you you can see it in the absolute horrendous play calling, play execution, play decisions, dumb passes, just overall just inadequate basketball execution. This is what we're talking about. If Minnesota is running up and down with you know out of this world talent and guys can't catch up catch up with them that's one thing but there's you can see it play by play how uncoordinated these guys are it's 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 a mental thing guys they're mentally not there there's no no urgency there's no discussion of hey numbskulls the whole league lost today we win tonight. We're in the play-in after all the BS you guys put us through the first three fourths of the season. You can actually still be playing and not have and 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 have some positiveness going here. But no, no, it's it's. I mean, I don't want, let's let's give a crap when there's six minutes left and we're down ten. And apparently, we don't know what we're talking about, you know, because apparently the Clippers have lost five games since. Russell Westbrook has been on that team, but we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Russell Westbrook has now lost 15 straight games as a starter, but we don't know what we're talking about. Apparently, Minnesota Timberwolves are the freaking Bulls of the 1998 team all of a sudden. You know, come on. You guys are killing me over here. We're watching the games. I know what I'm watching. And at this point, what, what are we going to do with Dave Roberts part two? That's where I'm sitting here now. What are we going to do with Dave Roberts? I'm sorry, Darvin Ham. I don't know why I said Dave Roberts. Darvin Ham. What are we going to do with this guy this summer? Because if you bring him back with a healthy team, is it going to matter? I will say this, though. Uh, Got to be the shoes. Actually, we do care that the Clippers keep on losing because it just reaffirms our thoughts on Russell Westbrook and what he brings or does not bring to a team. So we actually do like and enjoy the fact that the Clippers, it it helps alleviate some of the sting and some of the pain of the terrible loss. The loss we've seen throughout the season where the Lakers have a terrible third quarter. They're the worst third quarter team still in the NBA. And it makes it so hard to come back from those type of, of leads and you see again where it's a close but no cigar, horseshoes, only counts in horseshoes type comeback. And here also today to go ahead and join us. Great guy indeed. You got to go ahead and check out. It's not you, Jamie. We're going to hear from you later on. All right. Hold on. It's Stone Hansen first. But you're a great guy too. But we're gonna, I got to go ahead and tell you, he was here first. It is Stone Hansen for the Upside Swings podcast, the NBA Draft podcast, aficionado that he is. Stone, great to have you here. Lakers fan extraordinaire. This has been the MO for the team all season. They play eh in the first half, third quarter, they come out and lay an egg. Makes it really hard for them to come back. They get close, but no cigar. Yeah, I thought, you know, I mean, in the first quarter, everything was going down for us. We looked... Uh, very good on offense. Obviously, they did too. We didn't do a lot to stop them. But uh, in the sec, when the second half ended, or the excuse me, the first half ended, it looked like a very winnable game. This was a game that was within our reach. Um, definitely, when you have Anthony Davis uh, playing against the Timberwolves, this Timberwolves that does not have Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you have every opportunity to win this game. Um, 
and the Lakers just did not take advantage. The third quarter, I thought, is where it fell apart. Uh, we just it felt like we were too comfortable. Like we just uh, were taking some bad shots. Uh, Schroeder had some terrible shots in the second half. Although I did think he played very good as a facilitator tonight. He had 12 assists and zero turnovers. Um, he did a great job as the primary initiator, uh, filling in for D'Angelo Russell's shoes uh, in that particular way. But again, some terrible shot selection. Um, yeah, I, the third quarter for me is re- really where it fell apart. And in the fourth quarter, it was we got close enough to make it happen. Um, I thought that Darvin Ham made basically no decisions to adjust within the game. Um, he's been consistently one of the worst in-game adjustment coaches in the league. Uh, again, fails to adjust to any sort of de- um, defense. Um, when Nas Reed is stretching you out and you have Mo Bamba in the game, what are you doing? Um, it makes zero sense. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel is not the most talented player on the Lakers roster, but um, he's doing more out on the perimeter and, and you're able to stretch him out more than you are Mo Bamba uh, because even inside Mo Bamba is not protecting the rim, at least not, not as like a, he, for every block he gets near the rim, he's getting beat three, four times. So it, it doesn't make any sense to play him in that scenario. Anthony Edwards was getting hot shooting from three. Why are we letting him open and not rotating quick enough? Um, the help defense was pretty awful tonight. Just a lot, a lot of issues. Uh, Malik Beasley continues to really struggle to fit into this team defensively. He has a lot of missed rotations and a lot of really slow rotations as a help defender. Um, but he is, you know, needed and vital for this team in terms of spacing. Uh, there, there's just a lot wrong with this team. I think. It starts from the top down. I mean, we, we can talk ad nauseum about the front office. Darvin Ham, I think, has been pretty awful throughout the entire season, uh, just in terms of decision-making and in terms of, of rotations and adjusting within the game. Offensively, when Anthony Edwards is out, uh, that's your chance. That I mean, the Timberwolves really had nobody that is going to light the world on fire if you don't have Anthony Edwards out there. You have a chance to really bring back the the scoring when he sits. Lakers didn't take advantage of that. They did take advantage of when Gobert sat and went over and over to AD again. That was, I think, the one good thing that uh, they took advantage of tonight. But there, there's just so many issues with this team. Uh, and I've pretty much all but written off the, the play-in for us. I don't think that we're making it this year. And I've come to terms with being okay with it because – if we did make it, what are we? A first-round exit, probably. And we're going against the Nuggets, who are playing at an absolute high top tier right now. I just don't – I don't think it is like we're losing a whole lot if we don't make the play-in because I've always felt next season is, is what matters in, in the off season and how we prepare for that. So I've come to terms with not making it. I'd love to root for the Lakers longer than just the regular season, but uh, I don't think we have what it takes to get in. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately fall with a fourth quarter comeback that falls short, 110 to 102. Also here today, I'm going to give him his intro now. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his five things articles, which is not going to be too nice to the Lakers and Darvin Ham that you can find at Lakerholics.com. It is Yami Sweet, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet. Great to have you back, my friend, Friday night. Little early for you, my friend. No late night tonight, although it's 10 o'clock. It's almost late night. But your thoughts on today's game, just really, truly disappointing to see the Lakers take up this opportunity to have this opportunity right in the palm of their hands, only to let it just be knocked away by their own just instability, their own poor decision making, and some really bad coaching decisions nine total minutes from the first five and a half six minutes of the first quarter and that three minute burst in the fourth maybe you could you could argue that it was a four minute burst in the fourth uh, and that it was actually 10 minutes of great basketball by the lakers um it's really not an argument worth you know (laughs) making because it's not nothing close to 48 minutes of good basketball by the lakers and this team can't afford even when 100% healthy, this team is simply can't afford to not come out with a desire to play 48 minutes of basketball, at least to play hard. At least to, you know, like like Stone said, you know, hit your defensive rotations, hit, fight through your screens, box, box somebody out, <laughs> anybody. Uh, and that that just really didn't happen for the majority of the game. I wasn't really somebody to, to use Russell Westbrook as a crutch when he was a Laker, and I'm certainly not going to do it now that he's not. Uh, but, I mean, it just... It, it's I, great to it, see him, though. I know not got to be the shoes. He's, he's, he's going to be... It's great to is see it him personally. to watch him in the playoffs, Gerald? Is it going to be great to watch him in the playoffs when we're not there? Is that well, going to be great? It's great to see it's him be sinking the Clippers on his own. On he's his not. own, he is sinking the Clippers. He's not even on the floor when they're losing. That's Paul George. No, I'm not. No, you're, you're, you must not, not be watching he, the Clippers games. He is. Well, and I don't. I am watching the Clippers. I know I how don't many grudges he's that. getting. I don't. I don't watch kids at the playground either. It's boring. They they just run around and throw stuff. But anyway, my point. He's being averaging is this. thirty plus minutes. Hello. It doesn't matter. They're going to be in the playoffs. We're not. <laughs> and by by any measurable standard, that is how Laker teams are measured how far you make it to the playoffs and teams that don't make it to the playoffs that are Laker teams are mercilessly and should be ridiculed, especially teams that have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on them. Anthony Davis is about to have a 500 record making it to the playoffs as a Laker. Think about that. You want to, you want to get on somebody for being a poor basketball player, get on Anthony Davis who shows up, when he decides to show up, when he plays hard, when he thinks it matters, not because it's his job. 
And this is my problem with Anthony Davis. And I'm frankly just about done with Anthony Davis as a Laker. Uh, I've been close to, yeah, that's right. I'll trade Anthony Davis for Russell Westbrook right now. Right now. I know the trading deadline is over and I can't do it by league rules, but if I could do it, I would at least have a guy on the team that shows up and plays with some heart. Is he good? Is he a good fit next to LeBron? No. And evidently, neither are most of the Lakers because we're not going to make the playoffs. So if if the criteria for being a great Laker is you fit next to LeBron, we traded all those guys away. They're gone. They're on other teams now. We don't have them. All the guys we have on this team can't get it done with or without LeBron. That's sad. This game pissed me off. This game pissed me off more than any other loss this season not just because of the momentum we could have built as a franchise, maybe making a, the playoffs. And I think Stone's right. I don't think this team has the chutzpah to get it into the, even the play-in. I think they're going to piddle around, win a game they shouldn't, lose three games they should have won and needed to win. And everybody's going to walk away happy with their paychecks and fantastic. And now I'm going to go to Cabo San Lucas and party with Sammy Hagar or whatever they all do in the off season. Fantastic. Enjoy it and have a good time while you're at it, please. It's obvious. You don't care about, it's obvious. You don't care about your job. Jamie, can you drive 55? I can. I generally drive about 20 miles an hour faster. I know. Hagar can't. And I'm often stuck behind Sammy Hagar on the 405. I feel it. I feel it in my bones that that just in front of me is Sammy Hagar. And while I'd love to talk to him about his experience of the Van Halen band, uh, I would actually rather he just get all the way on over to the right and let me continue on my merry way. The 405 uh, I, parking lot to the 101 going nowhere. I can't go to the, no, don't go north. Don't go, take, there's side streets. <laughs> there's side streets and wonderful architecture. Get off the freeway. Enjoy Los Angeles. You're not going to go much faster on the 101. Uh, guaranteed. Listen, this this team is toast, and we can blame whoever we want. We can, and we will. We'll point the finger of blame in all the directions it needs to be pointed at least once on every single person, all the way down to Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, and that's fine. It, it, it's fine. This franchise isn't going to get out of mediocre with Anthony Davis on it. It's just not. It's not going to get past mediocre with Anthony Davis on it. He lucked into the bubble title. And we should all, we should have, we should have called it a win there. And it's on, it's not our fault. We had, we're not employed by the Los Angeles Lakers in any way, shape or form. I'm sure you can tell by the decor behind me that, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I do have, I do have a job. It's actually a good job, but point being this, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't a winning culture. This is not a winning culture that this, that has been constructed or assembled or cobbled together or, heaved at a wall after being boiled in water for a certain amount of time. This is a joke. It's a joke to watch on television. And I feel, I pity people who pay good money to go to crypto.com or whatever arena they happen to be playing on the road and throw their hard earned money at this team, because I'm telling you right now, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Once again, the Lakers did lose 110 to 102. If you can't tell, we're really kind of upset right now. It is the Lakers fast break. We do appreciate you joining us. Show for watching up to work. Show okay. up to work. Okay. You have a job. Show up to it. 
I don't know. Gotta be the shoes is adding me for some reason. I don't know. He just seems fixated on it. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna mute myself so I can yell at the kids across the street who are on my. Sounds I'll good. Get, you they're getting dangerously close off. to my lawn. They're they're dangerously close to my lawn. I might have to talk to you. Uh, All right, Clint. Okay, Clint Eastwood. All right, you and your Gran Torino. Go for it, <laughs> Joe. I want to go ahead and ask you this though. In the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, you had pointed out something very astute, and I want to give you a compliment on is the fact that. Why weren't they trying to get the ball or get Malik Beasley a lot more open looks? I think the, with the Lakers, that it was just a part of they just didn't recognize the fact that they the T Wolves were playing really hard high up on Beasley, making other people trying to take shots. I think the Lakers should have you know incorporated more movement, more screens. But then again, you need a coach to really communicate that. But you were so astute in seeing that and how it was, you know, in the second half that they were not utilizing Malik Beasley more. Malik is a streaky shooter, and he had, he had shown at the beginning of the game that he was on tonight. He had made a couple of threes, and we took no advantage of that. Uh, we have taken no advantage of, of, of skilled uh, top-tier players being in foul trouble and attacking them. There's no system. There's no identity. There's no adjustments. There's no after the timeout plays that can get you a basket or or or, or something of some substance. It's why do you even call a timeout? I I honestly I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I've rem I remember one after timeout play that worked this year. One. I know there have been more, but one is in my memory. And I've watched all but one games. So the blame game, there's a there's a there's a root to the blame game. There's a root. The root is in the guys that are supposed to be the leaders. So LeBron is a leader. AD is a leader by skill and talent and whatever, right? But when one of them is not there, the other one has to pick up the slack. But that's not really AD's thing. He's not a leader like that. He's not a vocal leader. He's a leader by example. So then that's when you have to fall in line with the coach. Can the coach lead? Darvin Ham can't lead. If you can't lead and you don't know how to coach X's and O's, you're useless. You are absolutely useless. Because... Phil Jackson used to be known as a guy that didn't do the X's and O's, that the triangle offense was just this kind of equal opportunity offense that worked because you had two of the best players that ever lived playing in it. And you, you can add Shaq into that too because the triangle offense was actually constructed for a player like Shaq. And that's but, – but Phil had a way of – putting in psychology in players and making them better. That's, that's, that's just facts. He, he made everyone better. And when he didn't, he would come out and say, I failed in connecting with these guys. I'm not expecting Darvin Ham to be Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson had Jordan, Kobe, and Shaq, and Scottie Pippen. So... We're, he's already at a disadvantage there. However, he does have LeBron James and AD. Uh, I'd like to think he can play, a, he can coach a little bit better with guys like that on his team, but he can't. He still doesn't know what the hell he's doing. 
doesn't know what the hell he's doing, doesn't know how to coach NBA basketball as a head coach. We've been treading water with him. It's 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 just not working, guys. He's not going to work. I, I, I He's not going to get better. I, I was trying to throw in the rookie year and all that stuff with all the injuries, but there's certain things that should be normal, even with guys that are injured, even if you have 40 different starting lineups. That's why you create a system. That's why you create an identity so that you can at least have that part of – your system or your 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 culture be the same but they don't have it they don't have it and we are i think in unprecedented times at least in the in the, in the last 30 plus years maybe even 40 plus years this season is the year of the of mediocrity it's not just the lakers it's the entire league the league is mediocre other than four or five teams i mean come on really are, are we really scared of the kings they're a third seed, you know. Are you scared of Memphis? Yeah. The Celtics just blew a twenty-eight point lead to to the to the Nets at home. Who, who's who's a who's really dominant? Who's really scary? Philadelphia, Milwaukee's playing well. I'd say they're probably the best in terms of kind of having that identity and having and and still being able to win, even though Giannis has been on a few games. So. It's just, it's just we're we're in a time right now, guys. Where just basketball, NBA basketball in general, uh, yeah, there's a lot of skill, yeah, there's a lot of athleticism, but they are dog awful, average, mediocre, pretty much ninety percent of the way, or or I should say eighty five percent, because the other five percent are the four teams that are already eliminated from the playoffs unofficially. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Stone, want to ask you this, my friend, AD. 38 points after that Beasley, like I said, Beasley should have been more active in the offense, but he still managed to get 15 points. But I know Minnesota made a great effort to try and isolate him on the defensive end to, to really try to try to focus in on him as, and to make sure that it was tough for him to get off shots. Somebody else in on the team should have stepped up and outside of uh, Lonnie Walker's 10, nobody else approached double figures. How troubling is this to you, my friend, when you see, that lack of support for a team that supposedly after all these trades is supposed to be much deeper and much better in its rotation. Yeah. I mean, I think if we want to get serious about like any sort of contention talk for next season, uh, which, you know, I don't know if we even have the foundation for that, but if we were to, we need more scoring than what we have. Like, even if we brought back D'Lo, I don't think D'Lo, AD, Beasley, and, LeBron is enough, especially when you talk about LeBron and AD will not play a full season. So you, you need some sort of backup scoring. And I don't think that D'Lo and Beasley would be enough. Yeah. I mean, tonight there's Lonnie Walker. Like, I think he should take just once we are fully healthy or if we ever are, um, I think just give all his, all of Hachimura's minutes to Lonnie because I think Lonnie does what Rui does just a little bit better because I don't think Rui is really helping you in any anything at all. Um, he's uh, as much of a liability defensively as Lonnie is. He's just taller, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't use it at all. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but there's like Austin Reeves has hot nights. Um, we saw it the last couple of games. He'll get hot. 
but uh, he's still young. There's no consistency within our scoring. Um, there's just there's no scoring uh, consistency. I mean, that's the big thing. Beasley is there. He's probably the closest thing to it. D'Lo when he's healthy. But is the, are those two next to LeBron and AD enough to really go far? I, I don't really think so. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I, I think there's just a lot of issues more than just scoring, coaching, one individual thing. Like um, we talk about how Darvin Ham has had a really poor coaching year, and I would agree with that. Um, you also look at the fact that the Lakers are the ones that allowed him to hire his coaching staff um, when he has his coaching staff that he picked out and he hired. Um, then you're looking at, okay, who allowed him to make that decision? Uh, probably the general manager and who gave the general manager a longer term extension, the ownership, right? There's issues that go all the way to the top. When you look at it, the funnels through um, and there's just, there's too many issues to point at one thing, uh, but there's a lot of things we're going to have to shore up if we really want to go far uh, in the future. I agree. I agree. I mean, just a lot of from it's an organizational failure from top to bottom, as I've said throughout the season. The season is not just on one player. It's not just on the coach. It's not just on the various uh, parts of the puzzle. It's the whole puzzle. It's the whole thing. I mean, you could point at, like I said, the finger cannot be pointed at one specific thing. It could be pointed all over the place with the Lakers, and it starts at the very top. Jamie, since you are playing fingers right now, since we're all playing fingers <laughs> right now, the thing I want to ask you, though, is when you see this golden opportunity slip away, I know it makes you frustrated as a fan. We obviously heard you earlier ranting similar to what Joe Soro would sound like. So that was very Joe Soro-ish of you. But I want to ask you this, though, when it comes to the fact that the Lakers are still only down a game, a game out of the plan, does it feel like you're being teased, like you're setting yourself up for just more disappointment? No, because I don't think this team cares enough to make it happen. I I just, when you see, it's... it's okay, and... Uh-oh. uh <laughs> just, it just—it was so powerful that yes, it was so meaningful, and he's so meaningful. He's coming back on again. There you go. Oh, I was, that was great. What happened there? I don't know. You're you're powerful. You're like, it's so powerful. Out. Yes. Uh, that's that's the level of my frustration right now. It's bubbling forth uh, into the uh, into the ether webs. Uh, I just don't think this team cares enough. I don't think. No, I don't feel teased. I, I I've been I've been pissed since summer nothing this entire season has made me feel much better about this since the day they got westbrook you know i i i I, that no that you know i i I was i was pissed that they didn't (laughs) i I, i'll say this i I was pissed that ownership and the general manager and as stones have said you know let's filter on down almost all the way to the ball boy I was pissed that the team didn't come up to the talent level that they had assembled, and they're still not doing it. They're still cheaping out. You don't bring in three superstar players and surround them with veteran minimum contracts and think, this is going somewhere, and it's going to be great. And that is the line that we are consistently sold. That's the line that's trotted out. Every chance anybody gets in front of a camera that's not a player, well, you know, 
we've we, our goal is championships and we've got these, these you know we wrote it on a whiteboard in the office it says championships at least two or three different places in four or five different rooms and we all believe it we all think it's the goal it should be a goal and it is a goal and hey we've got a goal and that's that's great it's wonderful it's wonderful that there's a goal and you're so very 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 far away from achieving it that it's 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 pissing me off. It's pissing me off that I'm supposed to believe this goal or these this 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 line of bull honky that they keep trotting out as if oh oh no championship fantastic well boy here I thought you didn't know what you were doing you've got the right goals this is gonna work out great it's not it's not gonna work out great when they cheaped out on Caruso when they believed in the promise of the long arms of THT but not the actual game. And it's a mistake that I fear they're going to make with Mo Bamba, who really should be the last player off the bench in every single game of every single season for the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, half these guys aren't going to be here next season. They're not going to pick up. They're not going to pick up Beasley's fifteen million dollar option. You're not going to pay play Be- Beasley fifteen million dollars when guys like Reggie Bullock don't even make six. Beasley's I think they nope. have to though, right? Because you, I don't know. Uh, they, I other mean, ways, do you mean you mean strategically or economically? Yeah. Mm. S- strategically, they should. Economically, yes. they won't. <laughs> because if you think about it, well, if we let him and D'Lo walk, there's not don't really keep D'Lo. other. I, I think th- they keep D'Lo. I think they pony up for I, D'Lo. I, I think you have to keep these salary slots though, or else you end up in the same situation we were in two years ago, where we're stuck at these base minimum salaries that you cannot trade. If you bring back Beasley you at least have a salary slot that now you can fill by trading back or adding other pieces or picks or whatever the case may be but if you trade him or if you let him walk and no pick up that team option it gives you more flexibility yeah it gives you more I'm not arguing any of those points I just don't think they're going to do it I'm a little worried that they're not going to do it I think I mean I don't I okay I don't think they're going to pick up Mo Bamba's 10 million dollar option I think they'll wave him after the season well I don't think he should be in the league (laughs) no I agree I don't I don't everybody uh, Laker Tom wrote 400 million posts about how wonderful Mo Bamba was going to change the Lakers and I I just can't even read him I'm just like I don't The guy, you're, you're seven foot, you you, ha, you have the ability to reach your arm up seven feet, ten inches, and you have no post game. What? Yeah. How how are you? What? <laughs> and you're not a rookie? All right, you go, girl. You go. You go, his, girl. His, you his coach is consistently a pumpkin. Yeah, I, and they're like, yeah, you're seven foot. Go, go shoot threes. And it's like, I, I don't. I don't need my. I, I would trade Mo Bamba for twenty Rudy Gobert's if I could. Like you look at the fire, and like Rudy Gobert is by far a perfect player. But like Russell Westbrook, they both play with the fire, and I like guys that play with fire. I like guys that show up. I like guys that at least you can count on to play hard. I kind of don't care about the results as long as you leave it on the as long as you leave it on the court. But if you show up and you kind of jog around and you don't do much, and then you're like, oh, but he shoots threes. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. And that's where I think Joe's right. I mean, this is this is accepting mediocrity, and and trying to and trying to repackage it as something tasty and delicious. And I don't want to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to fall for it. I don't fall for it, and I won't fall for it. So I I can't see this team coming out of this tailspin while LeBron is still on it because I don't think they understand what they're doing on a basic philosophical and fundamental level 
I think that they have bought into their own line of bull honky that they trot out every couple of months, that the goal is a championship, and that's it. That's it. Our job is done. We've 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 done it, everyone. We can all go home from work and and we like, pat yourself on the back and enjoy the enjoy the s'mores by the uh, fire pit in the backyard with the family because they're going to be delicious. They're delicious s'mores, and we should all have one. I fear that we're going to make two or three really catastrophically bad decisions this summer. Uh, I think you're right, Stone, and that they economically, in terms of like the strategy of how the salary cap in the NBA works ought to pick up Malik Beasley or at least like draft day, trade him for uh, figure something out to like move him. That doesn't hard cap the team. I don't know how I, I, I just don't believe that they can do it. Like I think that there's a reason a lot of these guys were acquired for the price that they were acquired for. Uh, I think that, even if we keep them all, except for Mo Bamba, we're not going to be much better, even with the whole summer of... So you would keep Rui, too? I would at least explore the price point for Rui. I believe he's an unrestricted free agent, yeah, or restricted. Uh, I think he's restricted. I think it's restricted. restricted correct. Yeah, yeah, so if somebody drops $10 million on Rui, I let him walk. I don't think he's a $10 million player. I'd pay him... I would pay Caruso more than I'd pay Rui without even thinking twice. I, I, I like Rui's mid-range game, but again, he's like, you know, I, I agree that with Stone when I think Lonnie Walker does all the things Hachimura does, but he does them a little bit better, and he's got a better three-point shot. You you wish both were better at defense, right? You wish both would, like, <laughs> Walk, live up Walker to their physical beat up. His size, though, his he's just so small. Yeah, but Rui, gets, but, but Rui gets blown by, right? So what do you want to yeah. see? Do you want to see somebody back in and score over you, or do you want to see somebody just blow by you and you look back and wonder how, why you're still on the three-point line? Neither is a good defender. I, I You know, that's a wash in my There's opinion. a reason we're starting Troy Brown, who's – not I, an NBA I, starter. No, but I would keep Troy on the team because I like him off the bench. I like his defense and I like his intensity. I, I, I like you need guys like Troy Brown who slot into that kind of role where solid passer too. He just he makes the game of basketball. He and he and Reeves make the second unit good. And if they were both consistently on the second unit all season long, and we had a higher quality starting five all season long, then you would see. I think a better record, but because so many, and this was the same thing that happened last season. You saw guys who had no business starting on an NBA team, Wendy and Gabriel, Stanley Johnson thrust into a starting role because of whatever. And you shouldn't be surprised when the losses start piling up in those moments. And that wasn't Frank Vogel's fault. In a lot of ways, it's not Darvin Ham's fault. I think that firing Vogel was a, knee-jerk bad reaction and something that was done for optics and PR as much as anything else. And it was, it's just another in a long line of like, you're worried more about how it looks than how it works. Choices that this front office makes. It's like, they're like, they, it's like the Kardashians of GMing and running a team. It's like, Oh, well, we, we certainly must look good. And well, who cares what the content is? We look great. Like it, it's, we're fabulous looking all of us, you, me, her, him, all of us. We look great. Sure. You look great. Stone, you look great. Joe, thanks for showing up. No, I'm just kidding. You look great, too. 
Ooh, I like the twitchy smile thing. That's that's a little scary. That's like something you could take. You could get a you could get a you could get a bit role as a villain with that. You know, as like a villain's uh, second in command. Or well, he's gonna be trying. Oh man, you just need a cape, a cape and a top hat. You're a classic melodrama villain right there. That's that's a good one. Twirl that mustache. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we could use a melodramatic villain in the front office right now. Somebody to push people around and make them work. Because I, I, I you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I hear you, Bob Gerald. Myers. When it was, huh? Bob Myers. Bob Myers. I, I was sad when the Hawks hired Quinn Snyder. I, I was like that, that, that. You give that He's man. the best coach available. You gave as soon as he was free. You say, "Would you like twenty million dollars to come and coach the Los Angeles Lakers? Would you like twenty million dollars? Because that is what we will pay you right now. Come to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what that's what Doctor Bus would have done. That's what Doctor Bus would have done. He would have gotten the best person for the job: man, woman, donkey, elephant, whoever. He would have gotten the best person. He wouldn't have had an audition for a, a who's who of nice guys, another nice guy who we all, everybody likes him. This is just Luke Walton 2.0. Nice guy, Darvin Ham. You're everybody, very relatable. Puts his arms around the players when they mess up and says, "Good job, man. You're trying out there. I'll put you back in in like five minutes." But that's that's it. That's not coaching. That's that's being a buddy. We don't need a buddy. But, but even on the defensive end, as we saw, I mean. I think one of the most under the radar moves was getting Mike Conley for the Minnesota Timberwolves because you just see mm -hmm. Gobert playing after he was just so awful for most of the season. I guess the familiarity he has with with Conley, you could see it. You know, he's more effective now because he, they they go into a pick and roll scheme between those two, and it just makes it more effective for them. And it's not that hard, you think, to defend. You said, but you saw them beating, being beat time and time again, which is so frustrating that the Lakers can't do the same thing on offense. That they can't even construct plays where it's beneficial to them. There's no movement. There's no flow in the offense. It's like your turn, my turn, iso ball type deal, and just it really makes for a sloppy offense. And you're going to get what you're going to get, and that's why that third quarter came to place. I mean. Joe, you saw it, man. The third quarter, it's been a constant problem all season, and it's no longer a coincidence that this keeps on happening. It's just not good enough. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've quoted Chuck Knoll plenty of times on here. Chuck Knoll, when he came to the Steelers, he looked at the tape. He looked at the players. He goes, it's not, it has nothing to do with the attitude although a little bit does in terms of the main guys, but it, it, you're just not good enough. And you would think that after a while, well, I mean, what do you got to lose if you're Darvin Ham? You go to film session and you go, what the hell is this? Is You guys even know how to play basketball? I mean, maybe, maybe he's said it. We don't know. I don't think so. I would think that would light the fire on everyone, wouldn't it? At least I think it would, maybe. You'd think. But, but, but he, nonetheless, he, if he did it and it didn't work, then they have no respect for you. Then at that point, if you don't have respect for the coach, you're, 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 you're scrambled eggs. You're, you're burnt bacon or burnt ham in this case. Uh, <laughs> there's, there is nothing left to talk about. This is going to be an agonizing 19 games. 
It was already agonizing 40 games ago. That's not the fact that the fact that we've we've gotten this far and not turned into skeletons or just given ourselves headaches for repeating everything over and over again. Because I feel like I'm just living in I'm I feel like I'm Bill Murray almost <laughs> every show now. Getting up, I put a hammer to that damn clock, I put a pencil next to it, it's still there the next day. It's always there. The pencil in this situation is the Lakers sucking ass. That's what it is. If there was a pencil that looked like the Lakers sucking ass, that's what that would be. <laughs> and with all due respect to those who say that the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves have talent and are good at def- good, the top 10 in defense, there's no such thing as top 10 defense anymore. That's like saying the number one defense in the NFL is 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 gonna is great no there's no defense in the nfl just like there's no defense in the nba why why is there no defense anymore why because they're a bunch of wussies that's why they don't practice they don't give two craps about playing full court basketball they just want to play their offense shoot their threes we're going to sit here and swallow it and eat it and talk about it for three hours and it's never going to change and that's the frustrating part i was telling you uh we we could not I could not we could not have had a show about the Lakers at a worse time. I wish we had it ten years ago, but whatever. I have to agree with Joe real quick, just in terms of the defensive point. There's not a team in the league. There's one team in the league that allows fewer than 110 points a game, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. One. Every team in the league, I believe, gives up over a hundred. Ten points a game. I could be wrong on that. I might be. And that's why they have now the best record in the league and won sixteen straight. I think. Right. I know I picked uh, Denver at the beginning of the season to win it all, but uh, if I could go back and repick, I'd I'd switch it to Milwaukee. But I'm sticking with Denver because that's the pick I made, and I'm not. I don't change horses in midstream. All it takes is one injury on Milwaukee's uh, team for for Denver to if if Denver's healthy. Well, it takes us Jokic getting hurt yeah. on Denver <laughs> or Jamal. Yeah, Murray but or... Jokic, Jokic seems to have a a good grasp on yeah his activity where he's not going to fly out of the building and turn an ankle every five seconds like AD. And <laughs> it, it's it's not he's unlikely. He hasn't shown any any reason to be injury prone. He's pretty he's pretty durable for a guy yeah. that kind of looks a little dopey physically, but uh, miraculously enough, he's had his best season ever, and he's already yeah. a two-time MVP. Right. You're going to have to give that MVP to him again, which yeah. will be unprecedented because if the Denver Nuggets don't win the championship, it, that that award continues to go south like winning an Oscar these days. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. 
So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Stone, I want to ask you this. And once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 110 to 102. When it comes to the Lakers, you said you, you don't think they're even getting to the play in. The only thing that I say that that should provide hope for the fans out there uh, realistically is that Utah, New Orleans, these are teams that in many ways are almost seem like they're tanking in many ways. I could tell, you know, as far as that, that when you see New Orleans, they've just been awful these past three weeks and Utah hasn't been much better. You know, with Utah, you see a team that could very easily decide to go ahead and put the El Foldo act down and try to go ahead and tank out of the play of playoffs. O- Oklahoma City, we saw they just won, but they had lost five straight themselves. and They don't even have SGA in the lineup. So the only way I think that we are going to actually get into the play in or the play playoff mixer somewhere between eight and ten is the fact that these teams above us want to lose even more. Yeah, um, but again, uh, honestly, uh, the where I'm at is like, what is the point? What is the end goal, the objective of getting into the play-in to get beat in the first round? I don't know. Like, I don't know what getting into the play-in does for us. Um, I think that really the focus needs to be on next season because at this point, we're too far in the hole to dig out of. I don't. I don't see a path out. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling yeah. you how. What no, the no, no. Yeah, is. and you know we should all root for the Pelicans to keep losing so that the the pick swap isn't as um, egregious as it looked in the beginning. But I think that <laughs> when you think when you think oh. about it, the one thing I know I talked. There's a lot of factors that you could point to, but the one at the core issue I think is the problem of the front office, whether it's ownership or the GM, however you want to look at it, is their lateness to recognizing what the correct path is, what the correct move is, um, whether that's in 20, uh, when was it, 2020 or 2021, I believe, when they signed all the minimum uh, league salary guys that are way past their primes, thinking that they could help them and they're, they're too late to come onto the train and realize that they can't. And then they bring in Russell Westbrook, who, if you watched, since he got traded to Houston, was not the same player, and every year since then has declined more and more. And it was very clear that the year they brought him in, the year before at the Wizards, he's not helping a team win. They're, they're too late to recognize what the correct move is. Um, same thing with Darvin Ham. It became evident 25 games in that Darvin Ham is not an NBA head coach, uh, and they've waited too late for that. Um, and I'm afraid that they're going to wait too late to realize that it's time to trade LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're not going to do it this probably this summer, even though I think they should have last year. Um, but they're, they're too late to figure out what the correct move is, and that's what I think the core, the core of everything is um, with this franchise, is, is they're too late at everything. Um, I I think that like if you're the Lakers, I, I don't foresee it happening, but is why wouldn't you look to the Pelicans and be like, hey, do you want LeBron or Anthony Davis to give us our picks back and someone like Dyson Daniels so that we th- there's only two ways in the NBA to make it. Either you tank or you go for a championship. I don't believe we have the necessary routes to go for a championship to build around the two that we have. 
with the amount of injuries that they have, I think it's time that we look at a rebuild, but we can't do that without our picks. The Pelicans have our picks. They clearly want to compete. They've made win-now type moves. Look at maybe, you know, sending our guys for – they have a lot of young guys. They have our picks. They have their picks. There's there's moves to be made, I think, to to start this rebuild, but the Lakers are just not going to do it. They're not going to look at that. They would rather keep going for this championship. They would rather keep pushing towards something that's not going to happen because they're too late to realize that it's not going to work out. We don't have a path forward. We don't have the necessary cap space, the assets to build a team around the two players that are constantly hurt. Um, And they're just too late about this. They have to be honest with themselves and they're not. And I think that that's the biggest issue here. Jamie, some very strong words there from Stone. I agree with him wholeheartedly on that. I think it's something that's, that we that's that about. whole that whole thing in stone and put it on a mountain somewhere. And it's so great because we have a fresh perspective on this. We say these great. the same things, Joe and myself and you and you come on and Laker Tom. Well, maybe Laker Tom is a little bit more optimistic, but Sean uh, we... will say it too. And and well, hold on. And the, and and Stone comes on with this fresh perspective, and it's something. A lot of these things echo what we say but doesn't seem to connect to, but it's so great to hear a fresh perspective allowing the same things that we also believe in. Now, go ahead. We've gotten, we've gotten, we've allowed ourselves to trap our ourselves into believing something that's never really been there because we don't want to come and be Debbie Downers every game, game in and game out, especially after a win. But I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little secret at this point. I never, even when we were winning, had had any inkling that this team was going to stay healthy or win a championship all year. Well, what did I? What did we pick them as a group? Let, hold on. What did we pick them as a group? Uh, Laker Tom eighth, I think, was the highest of all of us. Jamie, what were you ninth? I think I was eighth nine or ten. Yeah, I was nine I or was, ten. But... Yeah, I was ten. I definitely was ten. Uh, Joe, you were like ninth as well. well I'm, I'm letting the cat out of the bag here, guys. Honest to God. The, the only reason why we've been positive through through parts of the year is because it's it's it, it's 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 draining to be it's society doesn't want to be sad. That's why when you go to see a <laughs> when you go to see a movie and you see the ending, see I'm I'm messed up in the fact that I like bad endings. <laughs> You know, I like Braveheart and Gladiator because, hey, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, the ending isn't happy. I could just see him walking out of Avengers Endgame and tell everybody Iron Man died. Iron Man died. That was great how Iron Man died. Okay, so the thing is people people want to live in in Planet. There's Adam Shine, a big radio guy on Sirius Radio. He, he, he He coined the term Planet Delusional. People want to live on planet delusional. That's why you have all these Instagram, I was going to say the S word, uh, influencers, whatever the hell they influence. I don't know what the freak they influence other than stupidity, at least for me. Um, We're influencers. I'm not an influencer. I'm not here to influence anyone. I am not here. I am commentating. I am giving you a report of what I'm watching. And whether you like it or not, I am not here to influence anyone. If you're influenced, God bless you. But I'm not here to influence. The bottom line is, it's 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 Mar- it's March third, 2023. We've hung on long enough, guys. 
We've hung on long enough. The Lakers suck ass. And they're going to continue to suck ass the rest of the year. Whether they make the play-in, whether they don't, it doesn't matter. They're finished. And guess what? If they don't drop this team, this LeBron AD era thing in the summer, this is what's going to happen again next year. This team is incapable of staying healthy. We've been talking about LeBron playing another two, three years. It's all been a lie. I never believed that. Never. I was and you playing. Were the guy first, you were the guy that was telling me to stay on one year with AD. Even you realized that, you know what, it is time to move on. Yeah, yeah. I stay, I gave him another year. You still he still has value, a little bit of value this summer if if they want to do that. But Stone said it, Jamie said it to, 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 to as well. They don't have the balls to to trade either one of them this summer. So get ready for next year. We're gonna have to watch this. And the only way we can kind of mend it a little bit is by if they can get just more depth on this team and they can Tread water while they're playing 40 games throughout the year next year again. The the main two. That's a good point, Howard. There's no even guarantee that LeBron will come back 100% for next season. LeBron has played, LeBron since being a Laker has played 55, 67, 45, 56, and 47 games. Now, it's not fair to tell a guy who's playing in his 20th season that he is terrible. LeBron's body pretty much stopped being LeBron really five years ago. And, but we've been telling ourselves that he's this cyborg. He's not guys. He's not, he's played 55, 67, 45, 56 and 47. He's not a cyborg. He's a, he's a human being. He can't play a full season anymore. It's not going to work anymore. And the way they constructed this team, even worse, even more. And of course you factor in the fact that we have the softest society in the history of mankind on top of that, you have that in sports even more because these guys are getting paid $40 million and their soft-ass attitude, and their soft-ass ownership, and their soft-ass coaches who cater to all these a-holes. That it's just a, a recipe for just complete and utter wet Charmin toilet paper in the toilet. That's what that is. I see. I just picture Mr. Whipple coming around the corner just to go ahead and just. I want. I want. I want. If you want, if you want to talk about influencing, if you want to talk about influencing, I will stand on top of a mountain, okay, like Ron Burgundy, okay, (laughs) and tell you you are soft ass. You know what? Almost everyone. I think we have our next soft. Just like how Kobe was telling Dwight how soft he was, I'll yell it louder. You're a soft society with soft players, soft coaches, and soft ownership. And all you have in return for that wet toilet paper is money. Stick it up your you-know-what instead of the toilet paper then. Stone, before we head on out, my friend, uh, your awesome show, the Upside Swings podcast, because, again, this is – going to go only downhill from here when we're talking about Mr. Whipple and Charmin. I want to go ahead and make sure that we close out on a good note and that is your show, the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Please go ahead and remind everybody why they need to check it out and what you guys are working on for your next episode, if you guys can. If you, if at all possible. Yeah, uh, if you are a draft aficionado or want to become a draft aficionado, we uh, are watching games all day every day that's 
all we do and we talk about it on our podcast to break down all the intricacies of college uh some in the off season some high school uh, and international players who are coming up in the draft uh obviously with the draft not that far away and march madness not far away we're definitely focusing on this year's 2023 class we just released our our wings episode um with uh grady dick and brandon miller jet howard gg jackson uh we just recorded uh, a podcast on guards, uh, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, Keontae George, and Kassan Wallace uh, that should be releasing sometime soon. Um, and yeah, we, we just talk about the draft ad nauseum. Uh, and we don't just talk about the big names, even though that's what we're starting with. We will be talking about, you know, guys that will we like as two-way players um, and beyond. If you if you really want to get into the weeds, we talk about guys on like exhibit tens that we like. Um, but there's yeah, just a, a plethora of names we talk about, plethora of fits and scenarios and everything like that. Um, so if you like the draft, you can follow it uh, at at Upside Swings on Twitter, and that's where all our new episodes come in. Question for you though, and I already know the answer to this, but I wanted to make sure that you elaborate out there. How important is the time right now, leading into tournament play? so important for you as someone who follows the NBA draft? Yeah, I think that the tournament is interesting because I think it raises a lot of stock artificially. I think that people get caught up in March Madness and they get caught up in big runs within the tournament. Uh, And I think it's important for people to know that maybe don't pay attention to the draft year round, that that is not the best way to evaluate talent. Um, There's generally... Uh, 20, 30 games that are played beforehand of sample size. And, you know, if you're watching really closely, you're paying attention to what they do in high school before they even get to college. Uh, And you're paying attention to how they develop and everything in between. Uh, And, you know, a five game or less sample size within the tournament uh, should not be enough to uh, dissuade or change significantly your opinion on a player that already has given it a large sample size beforehand. So it's important to watch how stocks change throughout the uh, March Madness tournament because it does actually affect them. Um, but it's artificially risen. And in, in, uh, if you want to know, you know more about these players before they even get to the tournament, um, check us out. I remember, you know, the one I like to go back to is Walker Kessler. He was absolutely awful in that one game that he played in the tournament. And I think that was a lot of people kind of soured on him specifically on that. But like you said, it's the whole picture that you need to look at. Not only what, you know, how they are in March in that one or two games, but the whole, how did they progress during the course of the season? How was their games trending on a good way or in a bad way? as far as what their games were like and how that might translate into the NBA. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's situational fits that are issues. Uh, if you watch someone in high school, say like a Nick Smith, who's been injured for a large portion of this year, um, you don't have a lot to go off of. You have, you know, that the few games that he's played when he was hurt and then the few games he's played as of recent for Arkansas where he looks much better. But if you were to watch him at, in high school um, where he played um, in North Little Rock, uh, he, you, you would be able to tell that there's a large difference in role that he's playing. He played much more as a lead guard, uh, whereas in Arkansas, he's playing much more off ball because he has Anthony Black there. Um, there. There's changes in terms of fit and situation and how that affects them. 
Um, and there's things to pay attention in terms of development and, and how their games progress over the course of not just the college season, but even uh, since high school. Joe, I want, know you wanted to go ahead and share something before we you know head on out, but it is Stone Hansen. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. The guys there are fantastic, and they cover the NBA Draft extensively, and there's no... I don't think, you know, Raphael's and Stone's shows are the best resources to go to for the NBA draft. So check out what Stone is doing today at the Upside Swings NBA draft podcast. But Joe, I know you wanted to go ahead and touch on something Zangerstein had made a comment on, on the Magic Man in the Morning show that that was on earlier today. And no, it's not on the, is breakfast better for dinner? So yes, it's not. I, I, I love that, but no, it's on AAU basketball. So uh, she had. I don't know how you don't drink coffee, Joe. Well, I don't drink coffee either. I don't like the what? taste. I don't drink coffee either. What? I don't like, I don't like the taste. I don't, neither do I. Yeah, I don't <laughs> plus, plus, you can't have you can't have teeth like mine. <laughs> drinking coffee. I'm back. My okay. teeth are white, and I'm 45 years old. They're all my teeth too, by the way. So just saying. So I'm- I don't smoke uh, other than a celebratory cigar. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke crack. I don't do meth. I don't <laughs> sniff coke. I don't. I might that, start. That, if the Lakers okay, keep that going escalated quickly, by the way, from cigarettes. <laughs> well, to hey, man. You the, and I the, hey, 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 guys. Hey, the, the easiest way to know someone's personality without <laughs> hearing them talk or move is their teeth. Oh, man. But, but going, getting back to uh, image is everything. Question. Did you want to bring it up and uh, hit up the question on that? Okay, I gotta, I gotta give Z some props here because I think she's onto something. Okay, are you sure you don't want to ask Jamie for something? He's, I feel like he's been silent for the last ten minutes, and I, I, I you know, no, I don't, he's I don't already up on the mountain. No, no, that's, okay, I'm okay. Good. So, I so I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read what Zanger sign said so that she gets full credit for this. I'll let you close it out, Jamie. Don't worry. Okay, she I, goes. Uh, I'm worried. The new reports and the medical findings that are, are, are apparently AAU basketball are that that AAU basketball is affecting the youth's health. How? Kids are playing 100 games a year, more than the NBA, and sometimes four straight games a week, right? This is something we did talk about before where specialization, I guess, is causing an issue because – there's certain muscles that are not being used now like they used to be. So you used to hear a lot about how the stars would be football stars, they'd be baseball stars, they'd be track stars. Now with baseball and basketball, they're they're basically the baseball players are basically doing travel ball uh, way before they're even hitting high school, right? They're going all over the country. So they're playing baseball. Basketball, AAU's been around for a long time, but it wasn't as, I guess, rigorous as it is now. I never heard until today that they were playing 100 games a year. I didn't know it was that extensive. So she said the body is not equate. It's not like the tendons in foot. The way you play football, the way you run track, the way you condition yourself in those sports. And if you watch the last dance, you'll understand it even more because when – they talk about when Michael Jordan came back from baseball, he couldn't, his stamina and his body wasn't doing what it needed to do. That's why he ended up bowing out against Orlando in six when he came back. So 
that offseason, his trainer mentioned, we got to get you into basketball shape because right now you're in baseball shape. So these kids are not really, they're not diverse in their ability anymore with their muscles and their tendons. They're just focused on one thing, and it's that pounding all year, every year on that hard floor, and they're not, it's 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 becoming a problem now where you have a lot of these guys, just like um, the kid from uh, Oklahoma City that, that, that got, uh, that, that's out for the year. Totally oh, Jonathan Isaac? No, the second pick. Oh, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Holmgren. Yeah. Chet Holmgren. Zion Williamson. Blake so Griffin. To hear about All these guys Jay. that you seem like every time there's a top pick, it's he's like out for the first year. Ben Simmons was out. So these guys, these kids, are their bodies are breaking down before they even get to the league. And all their focus is on get them, getting, getting them ready to go make that money, which I get that part. But they're destroying their bodies, and the game is being affected by it. So, I used to use this analogy, and I told you this, G, where the body, the body is is like wrestling, right? If if I went into a wrestling ring right now, professional wrestling, and I drop down on my back, it will hurt like a mother, right? If Ric Flair goes and does that same move, even his old ass, he'll be okay. His body's conditioned for it. Because he knows how to flat back. These kids are not conditioned to play basketball uh, 82 games a year because you've already worn them out. You've worn their tendons. You've worn their muscles. You're not letting them develop other things to help combat that. And the example she used was... Dennis Schroeder, the difference between Dennis Schroeder turning an ankle versus Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder played soccer in Germany, and you're using totally different types of movement in soccer. Your ankles are constantly going this way and that way. They do that in basketball to a degree, but it's a little bit more pliable because you're on grass. So we are starting to find out the root cause here because – I'm trying to figure out, are these guys ever going to figure out why they're not playing 82 games a year, even with all these advancements in medicine, nutrition, and technology? Because that that's supposed to bridge that. It's This is not supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to be like this. But do they care? I don't know. That's the problem. Is I don't think they give a crap. You coach kids stone so i mean do you agree or disagree with what joe was saying i don't coach aau but i you know i'm around players that do play in aau separately which you know is sort of can be an issue at times too because i'm coaching someone for a, a at a private school and then they play for two different club teams um so they have games six days a week and then they play for me and they're tired sometimes and it's like it's a lot of games to put on a kid over the course of multiple years I don't know enough about a developing kid's body to really understand all the nuance that goes into it. But I will say that I think there's a lot to be said about these AAU kids that are playing tournament circuits, um, uh, you know, uh, over the course of however many years. Uh, they'll play a game, go out and have pizza or burger king and then come back and play another game in the afternoon like they're just playing multiple games in a day sometimes it's not all just 
uh, over the course of one week. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of issues, I think, involved now in AAU in terms of the development of players and their future in the NBA. Uh, you look at someone like um, Luka Doncic, he went professional at 15, I believe, um, and uh, he's played a lot of basketball before he's even entered the NBA. He played a lot, a lot of basketball. And since he's been in the NBA, um, I mean, right after, I believe, last year, he went straight to the FIBA World Cup, uh, already went to training camp and practiced with them, um, and then, you know, played a whole, uh, went deep with Slovenia in, in the FIBA World Cup. He's playing a lot of basketball. What it, I mean, what is the difference of how they do it in Europe and here? I don't know. I don't know enough of the complexities and nuances to, to tell you, but I do know that there's there's got to be some sort of balance in terms of how much pressure and uh, you're putting on the body, but not only kids, also in terms of the hype you put. Like if you remember the name Imani Bates from four years ago and people are hyping him up as the next huge, massive thing, um, and now he does not even look like a draftable player in my opinion, there's a lot of pressure put on kids too young, I think, and too early for them to live up to both, you know, in the outward media and also how uh, it impacts their bodies uh, and the amount of stress they're putting on to practice and live up to those expectations. So I think there's a lot of different issues that I don't really have all the answers to, but I do know that um, there there's problems before players even get to the NBA that, that are causing some of these injuries and even careers. Jamie, before we head on out, something was mentioned by Reggae Joe, who's, uh, I think, an Oklahoma City fan at heart. And that's something I know that Stone has already talked about. I've already talked about, but we'll go ahead and stress on again. And also, you wanted to go ahead and hear Joe's thoughts on this. Victor Wembyama, is he the real deal? Was the words that were said in the chat by Reggae Joe. Joe, your thoughts. Is Victor the real deal? Victor is the real deal. Pause your ears and close your eyes. You're gonna. You've heard this before. <laughs> That's hard to do. If he stays healthy. Right. Now he runs like a giraffe. He's so long. He runs very similar to Porzingis. He runs like Porzingis. Like every time I see him, I I can if I if I squint, I see a silhouette of Porzingis because of how tall he is. If he doesn't get hurt, he will be a force. But if he gets just any kind of injury year one where he's out for like a month, my confidence will be right away down the tube. Jamie? How about now? You're sounded good. Hey, looking good too, Gerald. Looking good too. <laughs> okay. uh, I, you know, I... Is it terrible to say I don't care? He's not going to be a Laker. Great. Don't be good against us. <laughs> I, I think that he's got, like so many guys coming out of out of the EuroLeague, I think he's got a more complete package of NBA-ready skills and has a better concept of the intensity and the level of competition required to make it through an 82-game NBA season slog. But in either Euro League or college, there is nothing like the 82-game NBA slog, the the repetitiveness of the games, the 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 physicality, the uh, the travel. 
uh, Euroleague travel, Europe's about half the size, geographically speaking, uh, as America. So your travel is just much less. You're not changing as many time zones. You're not, you know, sure you're sleeping in hotels, but you're, you're, you know, your hours are more constant. So it's, it's a completely different beast uh, than, than the NBA uh, in America because of the time zones, because of the length of travel from East to West coast, uh, because the final pen ultimate game of the year, except the bubble, Except the bubble, the pen ultimate game of the year involves cross country flights in the middle of it. So there's nothing like the NBA, good or bad, mediocre, charming, entertaining, whatever you want to think of it as at this moment in time, there is nothing like NBA basketball. It is other than I think baseball and I say this only because of the number of games played and the sheer mundanity of that number in that they play 162 games for their season. There's just nothing like the grueling season that is basketball. It's, it's, it's not talked about enough. And it, it's like how football owners are going to like kill for another game. All the whole, give us another game. NBA owners should be doing the exact same to get it down to 72. 70 72 games based on the way the game based at the physical level the game is played now no i I agree joe it'll never happen just like you'll never get to 20 games in a football season right like you'll just you're basically asking to kill somebody at that point like can we can we kill a couple guys every year i mean they'll probably live but i mean can't we isn't it cool for money isn't that cool that's that's what we do in america anyway right you know we grind somebody into the dust and with that guy doesn't go so well, but hey, the rest of us, these three of us, we made a lot of money. So hey, when Manana's going to face a challenge like he's never seen in the NBA, and so I think Joe's right. I think uh, Stone's probably watched more when Manana than any of us, uh, and I think that. I, I mean, I think he's got all the he's got the skill. Uh, his size and skill combi- combination is you know it, it's like if Kevin Garnett could shoot threes. Right, like coming into coming into the NBA. Oh, he uh, shot what twenty two and a half, or like right, his foot would be on the line. It was the dumbest shot in NBA history. I saw, thought it's just like for Garnett. Could, oh yeah, for Garnett, he was he took some, one step back. No, no, no. can't do he's that. Old school, Gerald, because he's old school, and one I appreciate step, that in KG. I appreciate that in Kevin Garnett, and I don't care that he was never a Laker. He should have been. I got two two questions, two questions to send it out, and I want short answers because we've already been doing this for almost an hour and a half. Okay. One question number one: Yes or no? Should LeBron and AD just get surgery right now? Yes. Yes. Gentlemen, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's dependent upon if they're, this is hypothetical finished. or or realism. Because I no, do think I, I, like for if you're in, saying if you're saying like we have to build for next season, does it not okay, make sense? For, uh, yeah, if if they need surgery, then I, I suppose yeah. But I think ultimately it'd be best not to and just trade them this this summer. It's not going to happen, but I mean that you know, ideal idealistically. I, I, yeah, yeah, trading is the best option. They're not going to get traded. The, the, uh, maybe AD next summer, probably not. And that's only in a sign and trade that'll hard cap us because the Lakers are where superstars go to die. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, they will do LeBron if he wants to will retire Laker no matter what. That that it, it has nothing to do with more 
at no less or more to do with the whatever points he ends up having that Laker jersey on it and next to it in the record books. They will pay him a whole bunch of money to make sure that that happens and accommodate however many games he chooses to play and every other win. Question number two then becomes, shouldn't they then just trade, if you're, if you're building around LeBron, and you know that LeBron's only going to play between 45 and 55 games a season. His average is about 48, if I got all your numbers right there, Joe, that you rattled off uh, in terms of his game play, games played since being a Laker. Five years, I think it's right around 48, 49 is his average uh, as a Laker. Might be a little – I my, my math in my head is not great. I've never been a math guy. Uh, ought you Don't you owe it to LeBron to trade AD for somebody who at least can – carry the team and ad has proven that he cannot right there, there's Who, no one they'll get in return that, yeah that, that's that's worth that's equal even close to equal more games if they're they, playing more games that's he, my argument if you have d'angelo russell and let's just say you keep malik beasley and let's just say you keep you know Rui even so that you have like some decent punch off the bench and you keep lonnie walker and you keep what you keep everybody but mo bamba <laughs> I'm tired of guys with long arms. I don't. I don't want to hear another person say, "Oh, but he's got long arms." Like I could care less. If you do nothing with them, it's like having a t- trunk coming out your butt. Like it doesn't do anybody any good. That, that trunk just wags around behind you as you run. Stop telling me about long arms. I never want to hear it again, ever. But he has long arms. Um, that's it. <laughs> I like your hair. Point being is that you can't, you can't, you, this, this doesn't, this is unsustainable going forward. You have, if you, if you're buying into LeBron as I'm talking, not as fans, we've given up, right? We're, we're way past buying into this any longer. If you're going to buy into LeBron at the ownership level, do you not at least have to entertain? Uh, no, that's not true. Reggae, reggae Joe. Uh, boy, boy is not boy, boy. Is, no. Bull, bull. Bull, bull. Whatever his name is. Boy, boy, bull, bull. Uh, no, it's bull, bull. I, I know. I'm, I'm calling him boy, boy forever now. I'm, I think it's a better name anyway. Bull, bull sounds like like you know you're smoking a bowl. Bull. Five minutes, Joe. <laughs> Give me five minutes. It's, uh, it's it's a it's a dead topic because you have a player. A, it can't who be is, it Who's can't played be. enough? They're just collecting checks now, and AD is collecting checks. Even though he's still somewhat supposed, he's not even thirty. <laughs> yeah, he's not even thirty, but he's checked out. There's a, there's a, there's, there's got Cam Newton checked out. Cam Newton should still be playing in the NFL, right? It would be his sure. his thirteenth season, and you have players, quarterbacks that played very well in their thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth uh seasons plenty Matt of them right Waterboard, not quarterbacks that rely on speed though he, he his game well that's he, the point the point is you 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 gotta adapt if you're not willing to adapt if you're not focused on it you're gonna suffer well ad right now is just doesn't really i don't know if ad enjoys playing basketball i agree I, I just point. don't see the enjoyment lebron has 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 uh he's 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 squeezed everything out and yeah. we 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 made him immortal here the last few years when he hasn't really been immortal. He's been I, injured. I, He's, I, he 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 brought he, he put a banner in the in the in the rafters. He's gonna have his jersey uh, retired up there. Same with oh. AD. 
That's it. Guys, it's over. It's time to go on. It's always better to start a little earlier than too late. Problem is, we all know this ain't going to get done early. And that means... Does Rob get fired this year? No, he just gave him an extension. No, he just got an extension. No. Uh, He should be fired. Should they? Should they? Yes. Who who are they going to hire? Who are they going to hire? Bob Myers? Bob Myers. They're not going to pay Bob Myers what he wants, well, number one. No, he's never associated with the Lakers in any way, shape, or form. Number two. He's not associated with Lakers. So Snyder, they Snyder and Myers would have been such a lethal They won't hire anybody from outside the organization, even no, no matter yeah, how good they are. They have to sell the organization. It's, it's, it's from the happen. top. It's, no, it's bad. It's all these decisions anyway. that take too long. And it's never going to change with this ownership, but this ownership is going to be there forever. Even if we had traded Russ in forever. the summer, right, Stone? Imagine it had we traded Russ <laughs> just even for Buddy and Miles Turner, which is it, you're still. Are you it, still competing though? Uh, there, there's so many I flaws. I think that even you if you have the whole season, you have that roster, but then you have Darvin Ham coaching it, and then you still have Rob Polinka doing midseason <laughs> trades, probably. And it's, Rob and, and Darvin Ham is getting worse. Throughout yeah. through the year, like the year's getting yeah. worse for him. He's, yeah, I agree. It's anyway. it's 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 a. Uh, the Lakers have been very. If there's one thing the Lakers have been terrible at uh, in their history is picking coaches. They've picked so <laughs> many duds. It's 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 amazing. Except Frank Vogel, and then they fired him. Rank uh, Randy <laughs> Randy Fund was one. Um, Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis was another. He was never hired. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Darvin Ham, Mike uh, Brown, Mike Byron Mike. Scott. It's it talked Rudy Tomjanovich. It's been a constant. Oh, I forgot about Rudy. It's a it's been a constant. It's it's it's. <laughs> I remember Doctor Bus when he rehired Phil Jackson. He's like, I I, 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 can't, I don't know what else to do. Right. I got to bring Phil Jackson back, and of course, he ends up helping us win another two championships. Right. I, I'm tired of repeating myself, but. How's I'm that pencil try. looking? How's that pencil next to the alarm clock looking, Joe? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna try to <laughs> to, to to analyze what I'm watching here and, and yeah. give some some fresh uh, some fresh stuff because it is that's one thing that's good about games is there's every game is its own entity. Every game is its own analyzation. So we're gonna analyze every game, but we're probably gonna keep coming back to the same issues, especially when they lose the way they lost tonight, which is you look uninspired, unmotivated. Uh, lackluster, inability, completely inability, have no ability to again try, uh, try or, <laughs> or or even execute a simple plan. Just yeah. execute a simple plan. Did you see one good pick and roll tonight? Uh, in the first quarter, yes. I didn't. I, see, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Timberwolves run a bunch. Once again, this is the Lakers fast break, uh, which has gotten fast break. It's turned into. Hey, Stone, uh, one quick question for Reggae. Uh, Stone, Jed Howard, I think you con- talked about him on the Wednesday show, if I'm not mistaken. I think you really had some good thoughts on him. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about him. Um, my thoughts are probably not as good as most people. Though. I'm not I'm not as into Jed Howard as a lot of people. We just dropped our episode on him, if you really want to know the details yes. on him. Uh, we, we have timestamps in the podcast, so we know most people aren't going to listen to three and a half hours at one time. Uh, so if you want to listen to Jet Howard, uh, we talk about him at the 55-minute mark at our last episode for about 40 minutes, uh, and you can hear all my detailed thoughts. Uh, but in short, uh, I, I have concerns in terms of the overall offense that he provides uh, in space creation, 
uh, as an offensive player and defensively, I think he's a step slow rotationally. Um, so I have real concerns as to uh, what he definitively does outside of elite shooting in the NBA. Um, but if you want to hear that more detailed nuance, uh, you can go check that out at Upside Swings. That's right. The Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Get it right now. Download it after you watch this or hear this to this. Please go ahead and support them. The three awesome guys there, Stone Show. Please go ahead and help them out. Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Once again, the Lakers did lose 110 to 102 on Sunday. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. 12.30 p.m. is the start time. It's an ABC game. Nationally televised, you know what that usually means for the Lakers this season. It's against the Golden State. Will Curry be in the lineup? We'll find out. Will they be more inspired? We'll find out. Will they play lousy again in the second half? We'll find out. And, of course, we'll talk about it on the best Lakers podcast that's out there and the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Festival.